Hello everyone, my name is Larissa Martinez and today I am going to be talking about trauma and eating disorders. I chose this particular topic because I feel as though it is not talked about enough. Um, But if it is talked about, it's often hidden or very taboo to do so. Uh, Within my personal experience um, in regards to social media, I've seen a lot of eating disorder talk or eating disorder visuals uh, that not many people um, dive deep into. They just see it and keep scrolling, but it's very serious. Uh, For example, uh, I've seen that a lot of uh, quote-unquote skinny people get praised uh, just because of the way their body is. Um, A great example of this is models, um, especially in big industries. Uh, Models are taking over the world, but often we see pictures of models and they seem underweight. Um, but however, agencies and society says that, yes, this is the ideal body that we should have and that this is something that needs to be universal. However, that ideal body is impossible to achieve for an average person. Uh, you would need a lot of training in order to achieve that body. I know in my personal experience, you know, seeing with, uh, seeing models, um, you know, having this beautiful figure, I wanted to accomplish it. And I felt bad about myself, you know, saying that I was too fat or that, you know, that she's prettier than me and etc. So with this, It makes people, uh, especially women, feel as though they're not good enough or feel less beautiful. Um, But at the end of the day, we should all realize that it's just Photoshop. So even models don't even look like that. Um, So this is a very controversial topic uh, because if the ideal body is not even real, then... What is real is the harm that it's doing to women's and men's mentality in trying to become society's favorite. However, uh, with regards to talking about social media, I've also seen the other side of the spectrum where uh, fat people, quote unquote, fat people are frowned upon. Obese people, overweight people are frowned upon. Uh, They tell them to stop eating, to start being more healthy, to exercise. Um, But however, in most recent years, um, I've seen that a lot of um, modeling agencies are trying to be more diverse and implementing overweight and obese people onto their photos and advertisements and becoming more accepting. Um, and telling society that, hey, we're not trying to create the ideal body. Everybody's body is different. Everybody, everybody's body is unique. We need to accept it. Um, but however, we still see comments from people, uh, like I said before, that you need to stop eating, you need to be more healthy and exercise because 
because of the fact that skinny people have been taking over people's mentality for decades. So with that being said, I am going to talk about two aspects of trauma and eating disorder. Uh, The first one is traumatic experiences that lead up to developing an eating disorder. And the second one is the trauma aftermath after recovering from an eating disorder. So in this article that I read called Prevalence and Impact of Trauma History in Eating Disorder Patients, uh, it was written a little bit while back. Uh, So for just a disclaimer, uh, they use the DSM-4 instead of the DSM-5. So in this article, they listed um, three eating disorders because that's what the DSM-4 listed. Uh, So those disorders are anorexia nervosa, which is the restriction of of nutrition uh, in order to become um, more skinnier. And you're just restricting the energy intake um, in order to uh, become more skinny and more accepting of yourself. Uh, It's just an intense fear of gaining weight, of becoming fat. Um, and you're, you're really disturbed by the way you look and you're just trying to achieve that body that you, you and society want. Uh, the second disorder that they talked about is bulimia nervosa, uh, which are recurrent episodes of binge eating. Uh, so a lot of people with uh, bulimia nervosa typically um, they eat uh, within a two-hour period and then afterwards after overeating uh, during the episodes they they do behaviors such as uh, vomiting using laxatives and excessive exercise um, in order to prevent weight gain uh, the third uh, category uh, that they stated was uh, EDNOS, which is eating disorders, none otherwise specified. Uh, so this is just criteria for that doesn't match with anorexia or bulimia. So within this article, uh, researchers wanted to investigate the correlation between Uh, early traumatic experiences, and eating disorders. Uh, They found out that before doing the actual study, uh, they discovered that 80% of adults have been exposed to a traumatic event in their lifetime, uh, which causes them to have an increase of developing an eating disorder. Uh, So in regards to this particular study, um, they gathered volunteers uh, that were eating disorder patients and asked them to do assessments for them. Uh, they discovered that uh, one-fifth have had one or more traumatic experiences. And they also discovered that sexual trauma was the common form of traumatic experiences Uh, exposure to several types of traumatic disorders or CPTSD is correlated with an increase of developing an eating disorder 
and trauma history is related to the severity of symptoms, psychosocial impairment, psychiatric comorbidity, and negative self-image overall. So within the study, it could be said that trauma exposure is correlated to having eating disorder or eating disorder symptoms. Uh, I believe that this correlation definitely deserves more attention uh, because trauma and eating disorders are very serious topics, uh, but intertwined, I feel as though it can be way more severe than it is. Um, so with that being said, uh, we can move on to talking about the trauma aftermath from recovering from an eating disorder. So in this article... Uh, researchers uh, studied uh, recovering uh, survivors that had both anorexia and bulimia and they hypothesized that uh, that people that recover from these eating disorders may have long-term effects on overall and reproductive health. Uh, they said that eating disorders could be and may be long-threatening due to the, lossing, the long-lasting effects on health. So what they discovered uh, during uh, this study with uh, interviewing many women, uh, they discovered that women who have recovered from an eating disorder are more likely to smoke um, whether it's moderate smoking to heavy smoking, um, particularly in anorexia, they tend to be underweight. Even after years of recovery, they still can't reach the average weight uh, because they say that their body is not used to it. They Their body is having an imbalance of trying to find a way to take in all that energy and uh, give give their body weight. Uh, most of these women are more most likely to have depression or already do have depression that's clinically diagnosed. Um, and a lot of these women, particularly uh, the ones with anorexia, um, are more likely to be infertile, um, experience bad pregnancy, a miscarriage or they would have an induced abortion. Uh, this can be related to trauma, um, particularly with being infertile um, because of the fact that um, a lot of women dream of having a child of their own and when they're told that they can't, it just causes them to break down to be sad because of the fact that they can't achieve their long dream. So in conclusion with uh, both studies, uh, further research needs to be done, um, especially on this topic, just in general, trauma and eating disorders. But more specifically, there has to be more further research on sexual trauma. Um, with outside research that I found, uh, sexual trauma is associated with eating disorders 
uh, because whether you're eating a lot, such as bulimia nervosa, or not eating a lot, which is anorexia, that lets the victim have control of their own body, as well as food decreases their anxiety. Having control of their body makes them feel good because of the fact when they were sexually abused, uh, violated, or raped, um, they did not have control of their body whatsoever. Uh, It should also be further looked at um, because sexual trauma also causes other disorders and illnesses that should be furthered uh, researched as well. Uh, such as depression, uh, PTSD, anxiety, and pedophilia. Uh, Second, comorbidity is related to trauma history, uh, maybe further linked to eating disorder development, but that needs more research uh, because there is a lot of comorbidity that comes with eating disorders, uh, but however, a lot of researchers and medical professionals don't know whether one causes the other disorder or vice versa. So there's kind of this problem of not knowing which came first and which one to deal with first in order to solve the other one. Uh, Third, PTSD may be a potential factor that increases the risk of developing an eating disorder. Uh, CPTSD and PTSD are very uh, serious disorders, um, and it could definitely um, influence uh, the risk of eating disorders. And not only are you dealing with traumatic experiences that happened to you before developing an eating disorder, but you're also dealing with traumatic experiences that are happening after the eating disorder. So you're dealing with two in one, uh, which is very dangerous for someone's mentality to take on. Uh, fifth, the like I said before, uh, the first article use the DSM-4, um, but with outside research, I looked up the DSM-5, and they have now listed eight eating disorders. Uh, some of those, uh, for example, could be uh, PICA or PICA, uh, which, which are people that only eat non-nutritious foods, uh, and night eating syndrome, in which people eat a tons at night uh, because this causes uh, less stress for them and they feel as though they are in control in nighttime rather than daytime uh, because in daytime they're always busy but at nighttime they can do whatever they want because they don't have responsibilities such as work or school and they just feel safe being in their home, eating at home, and etc. Uh, overall, uh, we should start identifying strategies to minimize the long-term health come effects 
uh, when it comes to eating disorders. Um, as a society, uh, not only should we look at it uh, medically and professionally, uh, we should start educating ourselves and seeing symptoms, whether it's within ourselves or within our loved ones, and you know, try to help them before the problem increases. And we should also know the resources on where to go if we develop an eating disorder. Uh, so, in conclusion, that was uh, the talk about trauma and eating disorders. Um, I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you learned a lot. Thank you.